American Timelines. Welcome to Joe and Amy, and this is episode three, 1992. 1992. Before we get started and going with 1992, there's a couple, a couple things I'd like to say that. Uh, is that a list of apologies? Yeah. Well, there should be some apologies, uh, but f- first, uh, a lot of people, a lot of listeners have asked. <laughs> Um, what is with the amazing intro music? That's a perfect oh, fit I know. for the name Such of our podcast, a, American right. Timelines. And yeah. no, it wasn't written for American Timelines. It really wasn't. Um, it actually is uh, the, the the composer, the writer, and band is the amazing Matt Truman. Um, he has amazingly a, talented. Yep, a super talented guy. Moving. He's from the his his band. He's got several bands, but. Uh, the one that's my favorite that I buy all I buy all his uh, mu- music is the Matt Truman Ego Trip, so that song is called Chrissy. If if you like this podcast, you should look up the Matt Truman Ego Trip. Uh, everything he does is awesome. Yeah, it's and, really good uh, You stuff. should book him, and he should he should not have to work a day job because he should just do music because he's awesome. Yes. Um, the other thing we have to address, we do. I do want to start making some corrections. Some apologies. So I have some corrections and some fact checks from 1991. Maybe some mostly apologies. apologies. There might be some apologies in order. Corrections and apologies. Um, first, I have to say that the maps I did checked, uh, the maps have indeed been updated at in Northwood School Systems. Oh, that's a relief. To reflect it, Russia. <laughs> Good. Uh, they have a brand new school they just built. Like, that's right. So they wouldn't school. have brought over the old maps that said USSR. Yeah. On. So I'm confident that. The Northwoodians are being raised correctly to know that it's Russia and not USSR. Corrections and apologies. Chick-fil-A, uh, turns out, is actually, it's actually not run by Nazis. Oh, uh, good. And they don't kill any gays. They don't kill anyone. Okay. I'm, I'm relieved about that, too, because I, yeah. my conscience was kind of gnawing. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they've never, as, as far as I know, they've never murdered any gay people, and I don't think... I don't think I think there's a small percentage of them are Nazis. If any. just maybe one guy, <laughs> there's probably a Nazi. some one guy. I bet if we went one to guy in Chick-fil-A, Indiana, we could find one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they have Chick Fil A in Indiana, but we could probably find a Nazi. Yeah, uh, but generally they're not owned by Nazis. By the, by, yeah. Yeah, so I was wrong on that. Their chicken is delicious. Corrections and apologies. Um, Senator John Hines was killed in an airplane yep. crash. Yeah. Um, he was not covered in ketchup. Oh, good. Corrections. A friend of mine tweeted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our listeners actually tweeted me. He's now a friend. What if you're listening? <laughs> he, was a listener, he was a listener first, and then he became a friend. He tweeted that Stevie Ray Vaughan actually didn't die in an airplane death. It was a, it was a helicopter. Oh, okay. So nerd. when we say celebrity airplane death, that we're what well, kind of nerd would just? Uh, well, it was it was Jim Jaco who. Oh, well, uh, never. There it is. That's yeah. exactly. He's also a son of a bitch. Yeah. Um. Another correction, Silence of the Lambs was actually not written or directed by Kevin Costner, nor was he in it. Oh, okay. uh, we he, were way off on that one. Right. He also wasn't in Psycho, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And That's right. He is, in fact, not Ed Gein. Uh, oh, I yes. thought maybe he was. And, uh, he's, you know, he's such a good actor you know, that he like becomes. That's why, yeah, it makes sense why we're, we're mistaken, because he's the greatest actor in American history. Right. Corrections next week. Uh, yeah. And also, one other correction on the Kevin Costner front, uh, if we were to do a Costner podcast, <laughs> yes. the, the likelihood that we would vomit from happiness is actually very low. Oh. Uh, 
I know I, I claim that we would. From, We're from gonna, and that's probably yeah, not going to happen on the Kevin Costner podcast. It probably wouldn't happen if you had a Costner <laughs> podcast. There might be a Costner pod. I'm going to interrupt you just for your because you're blathering on a lot. Yeah. But um, before anybody asks, I have a horrible head cold. Oh, so yes. that is why I sound even worse and even more Midwestern than I normally do. Yeah. Because. Um, Amy's got a bad head cold. I got it from, from somebody else in this house that I will remain nameless. One of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I had a really bad upper respiratory infection, everyone. So yes, he did. Lucky we didn't record this last week. It would have been. Because he was being a big fat baby. About I it. was being a small fat baby. That's not a right. big fat baby. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's uh, the end of the Kevin Costner corrections. Corrections and apologies. Um, another thing in the last episode... Uh, I really thought I was right about this, and I was wrong. But remember, we talked about, for some reason, we talked about it in 1934. So I think we were talking about movies that have won all three of them. Oh, yeah, the trifecta. Uh, and I said in 1934, it wasn't really that big of a deal because there's only three movies out. Oh, uh, And I looked more. up, and there were actually more than a couple. There was a bunch well, of movies. I could have told you that. Well, you didn't. You agreed with me. You well, totally agreed with me when I said there were I think you were being three. sarcastic. No, I don't know when I'm being sarcastic. I'm an idiot. No, but... But I will say they weren't good. None of them right, were good. Right, they never were. None of them were good in the That's 30s, right. so fuck you 30s people who lived in the 30s. We'll movies. get to the 30s. And you know, anybody Let's who... Let's just cool it. We'll get to the 30s. I just want to say this. All you people that grew up in the 30s, fuck you guys. Corrections and apologies. Another correction on my part. Liz Taylor actually isn't the best. Oh, I actually, for some you reason, said she was the best? Yeah, we, said, we brought up her one of her divorces, and I was like, oh, Liz Taylor's the best. I don't know, <laughs> what you say I don't know why I would have even said that. Corrections and apologies. Um, also, there's no evidence that Sergei Krikalev, uh has three scrotums. There's oh, no, there's, that's there's not no, been proven. It's not been, it's not but anywhere. it has been disproven. Oh, I scoured the internet for that. Did uh, you really? I did. I searched uh, odd Google, three scrotums, uh, and, and everywhere, search, image searched, and, and barely anybody has three scrotums, apparently. But you did so. probably catch a few eyeballs of it if you Google image search. I it. didn't see much. Corrections and apologies. Al Gore did not kill Tim Berners-Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the guy that in- invented the internet. Yeah, he's still alive, actually. So oh, I wow. Corrections and apologies. You're going to be excited about this one. Um, remember, we were talking about the CD record clubs where you could buy Yes, yes. BG, BGM. BMG. I think it was BGM. BMG. BMG. I'm, I'm positive it was BMG. All right, BMG. The other one was Columbia House. Yes. Remember that? That Columbia is House. right. That was the big one. Corrections and apologies. Also, City Slickers did not star Kevin Costner. Oh. Um, and Hook also did not star Ke- Kevin Costner. Did we Costner. say that one, too? I think I did. And, and neither did Terminator 2. Okay. And he also was, wasn't all the voices in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. So that, I'm glad I think that's cleared up. That's, that's the extent of the corrections that we know that we've screwed up. Okay. There could be future ones. What is this episode going to be about now that we did that for 85 years? 1992. 1992. 1992. Let's say it together. 1992. Before we dive deep into 92, something I, I had a revelation of what's going to happen mm. this season on American Timelines. A, what? a little preview, not to get a spoiler alert. We but meet. We meet. Yeah. Uh, we're going to meet uh, because... Right. I was thinking about this at the at the beginning of this decade. We were children who didn't. Know I was each in other. high school. Well, you were I was still almost a child. in college. You were still a child, but I mean, we had pubes, but we were young pubes. We were pre. We're, you might not have. I did. I got them early. Uh, <laughs> you we, when you were four. I had, in junior, <laughs> junior high. Me and Rob Jones were the only ones with hair on our legs. And I thought you were going to say pubes. No hair on our legs. I was Those like, why pubes. do you know? Those are pubes, kind of. 
What? Right? No. Like hair's pubic pubes. hair? It's no. pubis. No. You don't have hair on your legs unless you have hair on your balls. So, uh, regardless, at the beginning of this season, the beginning of the decade. <laughs> Let's go back to the talking about pubes. <laughs> no. No. The beginning, <laughs> the beginning of the episode. Oh, my God. That's funny. The beginning of the season, we are kids who don't know each other in different states. We, we have our coming of age in the 90s. Yes, and by the end of this episode, the season, and by episode 10, we will be engaged and That's living right. together. That's right. Um, yep. So as we get through this, it's, it's a little Chicago. spoiler alert. We're going to meet each other. We're going to fall in love. We're going to move in together. We're going to get to this. It's That's an exciting thing that I just realized. So, But now we're 92, so we're getting closer to... Uh, to that event. That, but no, we're, 90, not, we're still not there yet. You're still in St. Louis? I was, I, no, I was in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Oh, you were in college. At the lovely Southeast Missouri State University. <sighs> anyway, you were in college. Yes. And you were doing theater. Yes. I haven't thought of it for so long. Were any of the guns in your college? or were they No, they school? they all went to like Fordham University in New York and stuff. Now, you forgot to mention that you when you were in high school that you mentioned, you knew the guns. Yes, I did. James I Gunn and Sean Gunn? I, I the... didn't. I met James Gunn once. But I was Sean Gunn was one of my best friends, and Matt Gunn oh, and I were in place together. I don't know so what that is, but I thought James Gunn. Which one's the one who directed it? James Gunn. James Gunn. Sean Gunn's the one who was is in it in the in the uh, Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was in Gilmore Girls and stuff. Yeah. And so Amy knows those guys. Ha ha. Boom in your face, everybody. Uh, but anyway, and Matt know, Gunn um, writes comedy for Bill Maher. Oh, Bill Maher's great. Yeah. Anyway, that was in high school, but now we're in college at Southeast Missouri State University. That's right. SEMO, which I had never heard of until I met you. Yeah. No offense. And you were still in high school. When this was, 92 was the year my friends and I picked up the video camera and we started making oh, movies. Oh, we did that in high school, so yeah. videos mm-hmm. and Beastie Boys videos and music videos. And That's right. Take, you know, taking our shirts off at McDonald's and videotaping, going to Kroger's at 2 in the morning and making videos. This was the beginning of it. Yeah. Um. So 92 was, I started having a lot of fun. I was a sophomore, and I started having friends who could drive, so we'd go drive around, go barfing and stuff like that. So, yep. But we still didn't know each other. 1992. We want to credit. We need to give credit where credit is due. Some of our info comes straight from popculture.us. Uh, the top song oh, was I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh, God. Again, a song from yeah. a damn Kevin Costner movie. A Kevin Costner movie. That's right. And He can't. He's, he's stalking our podcast. Son of a bitch. God, Kevin Costner sucks. All of you listeners who like him, he sucks. But this Whitney Houston song was obviously a redone. It was a Dolly Parton song. Yeah, that's redone. right. Um, and I think I went back and listened to Dolly Parton one. That's good. Yeah. Probably better. And I'm not even a country fan. Whitney um, Houston was freakish in her. She was unbelievable. Like, like she was almost, if I believe in aliens, she would be somebody. I th- until yeah. she got all fucked up. She was like. But she it, was like the most physically beautiful thing to look at, and her gorgeous. voice was flawless. Like I couldn't believe. It. It's amazing when you think of it. But then she she so she was such a tragic. But don't you think person. somebody like that? I mean, it's all good, Bobby Brown. But but don't you think that's because with that, like, I am unbelievably beautiful. I'm just saying, it's it's unreal how otherworldly she was. No, that's what I'm saying, but maybe that's why she got so messed up. Right, because right. It's I like, see what you're saying. I have no peers in the world. Anyway, Whitney Houston was unbelievable. Uh, although, I'm going to dance with somebody was pretty shitty. 1992. 1992 was the last year that both the Winter and Summer Olympic Games shared the same year. Oh, I thought they always did. <laughs> I, you can tell how much I yeah, don't I, care about Olympics. I uh, honestly don't have any idea when they are ever either. Yeah. Whenever they are, I'm like, oh, 
I don't get it. Olympics again. <laughs> I, and I, I guess you, I'm surprised you don't love it because you love all these other boring things. Uh, so, you know, like baseball and baseball. Baseball, I about, no. if I couldn't drink at a baseball game, I would pass out. I I've think, never just understood from Olympics. I, like, not even for a second. Like, I can't even watch it for a second. I'm like, yeah, I don't who cares? Care. I don't, I don't care know any of the people. I don't understand the sports. Yep. What the hell is curling? Right. Any of it. Like, yep. it, it, none of it. I never care about it. It's just an inconvenience. Yeah, it is. Because it's like, oh, great. People are going to be talking about this. I guess when I was little, I would watch ice skating and because it was pretty girls and shiny things. But other than that, and, no. And, and well, then how do you even, how is that a sport? How do you, right. how do you win? 1992. The Spinner Hubcap <laughs> was, oh, was invented. Spinners Thank were invented God. by James J.D. Gregg. How did we live without spinners? The guy who invented the spinner hubcap was from Tulsa, Oklahoma <laughs> in 1992. James J.D. Gregg. My name is J.D. Gregg. I'm going to come up with some spinners. I, now, now, they just use them for, now they just use them for sight gags in, in movies. 1992. A shipping container filled with 28,000 rubber ducks yeah. was lost in the Pacific Ocean in 1992. Oh, my God. How many? Uh 28,000. To this day, they're still being found around the world. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? That's cool. Find a rubber duck. To know that they the... came from that. 1992. Marissa Tomei won Best Supporting Actress for my performance Vinny. in My Cousin Vinny. It was in Big Uproar. Yeah, I remember she was... People said they she didn't deserve it and stuff. Oh, I just remember she was super hot and... Um... <laughs> she looked like your ex-girlfriend though, right? No, and I don't, I don't think so, but... You always like those dark-haired girls. I like all kinds of ladies, but... Um, Wait a minute. My Cousin Vinny stands out to me because the VHS tape that had My Cousin Vinny on it uh, that we used, we taped over it with shit breath. Oh, my God. So we always knew the shit breath video because it said My Cousin, my cousin Vinny, Vinny and it had a line through My Cousin Vinny and it said shit breath on it. Well, it <laughs> so, classic. Uh, it was Jim Jaco's original... Cinematic masterpiece. His parents taped My Cousin Vinny and then we taped over it with shit breath. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest video Crazy. of all time. And if you don't know what shit breath is. All right, uh, let's not waste any more time. No, no. Shit breath. Never brush your teeth. Shit breath. Never use a breath, man. Shit breath. Everyone. Keep, keep reading. Shit breath is a great movie. Everyone keep needs to know about reading. shit breath. It's going to be re no. re released on Blu ray. <laughs> it's about a guy who eats his own poop and he has terrible breath. Uh, anyway. 1992. Singer Sinead O'Connor, best known as a bald singer and for her hit Nothing Compares to You, tore up a picture of Pope John Paul II on Saturday Night Live. I remember that. Declaring, fight the real enemy. I remember there being a bunch of controversy about her, but I don't know that I was aware of why. Why, like, or yeah. Or that I even cared. Yeah. Um, I also didn't realize how great that song was. Yeah. And Nothing Compares to You is great. Yeah, it is. Uh, Chris Cornell did it awesome version oh, of god. it. Oh god, Chris Cornell seems like an angel. Rest in peace, he's yes. the best. He did an unbelievable version of it. Prince's version, yes. Prince actually, he wrote it, but he did a different, a different version of it, which is awesome. Yes. Her version's great too. I yep. mean, every version of it's awesome that I've heard. I don't know if she did much else though. No, she really didn't do much else. I mean, that somebody will probably say, what the fuck, what's wrong with you? Of course yeah, she you did. idiot, she did this, yep. this, and that. Yeah, Remember right. when she did that? These boots are made for but walking. We pride ourselves on being idiots. So. Yeah, we are idiots, so We're the first people to admit that yeah, we're Yeah, I will admit it. You tell me what I did wrong, and then I said something stupid, and Oops. I'm like, oh, well, guess what? I'm an idiot, so, right. so what? So I get license, baby. Screw you. Try being an idiot for once, and you know how it is. That's right. Dude. 1992. Uh, Long Island Lolita, Amy Fisher. Oh, shot God, the life. I, I remember that. Thing. 
Long Island Lolita Amy Fisher shot the wife of her lover Joey Budafuco. That's right. Pronounced Budafuku. Budafuco. Budafuco. Sorry. Not Budafuku. Mary Jo Budafuco in the face. And she she had no right to. She shot the wife of her yeah. lover Joey Budafuco. Mary Joy Mary Jo Budafuco in the face. Mary Jo survived and later divorced her husband. Joey Buttafuco. Oh, my God. I, I haven't heard that name. all about the Buttafuco thing. Oh, my. We were, I remember we were in this college. We were joking huge. about going as Amy Fisher for Halloween. Oh, Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuco. Yes. Where's the Me Too movement now? Amy Fisher needed it. Joey Buttafuco. No, honey, Amy Fisher killed her. No, she didn't kill her. She, she shot survived. her in the face. Yeah, but. Probably because Joey Buttafuoco was all forcing her to do all that. I, sh- oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. But still, Joey Buttafuoco was she she was gross. I know, but she was into him. Crap. She yeah, was, he was she gross. Joey Buttafuoco, Joey Buttafuoco, who was a piece of shit. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was a piece of garbage. All right, what else? Anyway, I wonder what he's doing now. God, I forgot all about that. We should Google that. We should. He's probably dead. What's right? he doing now? Yeah. I don't he's know. probably in jail. He's probably in jail. It's got to be. In jail. I wonder if Amy Fisher's still in jail. Let's let's look this up, all and right. we'll be like. Yes, on the next episode, yeah. Joey Budafuku is in jail. I would be shocked if he wasn't in yeah. jail. Yeah, I bet he is. 1992. President George H.W. Bush vomited on Japanese Prime Minister Kichi Miyazawa is it during right? a state dinner. Right? I don't think oh. so. Miyazawa. So he barfed on him? Don't you remember that when President H.W. Bush I remember when he choked on, on a pretzel, or was that H.W.? That's W. H.W. Oh. Threw up. He did. You don't remember this? No. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened oh. in my life. Your whole life, um, and you got yes. married and kids. President George H. W. Bush vomited on the Japanese Prime Minister. I don't remember that. Uh, Kichi Maizawa during our state dinner. God, there must have been like, Saturday Night Live. He like projectile vomited. There must have been Saturday Night Live skits oh, yeah. about that. Oh yeah. Dana Carvey was all over that shit. Was he barfing on everybody? Not goddamn. <laughs> was he? Yes. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. <laughs> Not kind of dead blah. <laughs> Sure, he did that. I mean, it was like, it was nonstop hilarity. Yep. Yep. Oh, it was hilarity ensued. It was the greatest thing. I, <laughs> I just remember savoring that and being like, "Oh my god, thank God that happened." It's funny. Thank god, Bush threw up all over that guy. Yep. And they should have video of it. Of oh, him. really? Yeah, he just like vomited all over the guy. Oh my god! So great. Nineteen ninety-two. Comedian automobile death. Oh, there's a comedian. A comedian. Oh, they're mixing Instead it up. A, Oh, instead oh, of the instead of an airplane celebrity death, there's a comedian automobile death. <laughs> comedian automobile. The death. comedian automobile. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Sam wait, Kinison. Wait, yeah, all comedians die in car crashes. But that's knows. the one I remember. Yep, Sam, Kinison. Sam Kin- Kinison, a drunk driver, hit his car. Yep, a drunk driver hit him. I thought he was loaded. Comedian automobile death. Sam Kinison, a drunk driver, hit his car. Sad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he screams. I loved him. Kind of chubby guy screaming at everybody. 1992. Paul Link, not Paul Lind, L-Y-N-C-K, Link, mm-hmm. Paul Link, mm-hmm. did 124 push-ups with one finger. What? One finger? A cock push-up. Yeah, that's what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, with one finger. He's from <laughs> that's Great Britain. not true. I can fucking do that. No. That's nothing. I could do that today. One finger. I could do 125. You can't do a push-up with one finger. Think about that. Think about that anatomically. I can do it. My finger's strong. Maybe you had a big You can't fat... lift your entire body up with one finger. Maybe you had a fat ass finger. I, got, I just I there's I I'm doubting. But why it. couldn't that bitch do 125? Only 124. I just that I don't know about I that one. I can do it. I don't know about that one. 1992. The first text message ever was sent in 1992 by Neil, by Neil Papworth. And you know what? The, Papworth. 
Neil Papworth. Neil, I'm Neil Papworth. I'm going to send a text message. (laughs) Do you know what it said? What? Merry Christmas. That's stupid. It had to be typed from a PC, as phones didn't allow text entry. 1992. Star Trek TNG. The Next Generation. Oh, that's what that stands for. Episode... F-O-5-E-117, The Outcast, mm-hmm. featured a plea for equal rights and treatments of LGBT peoples. That's awesome. Along with a statement, they were born how they are. That's really cool. That's real early. Yeah, that is for that. For that because 92, everyone was homophobic. So, that's right. No, that's really cool. I had no idea that happened that early. and It makes me like that show. It makes me want to support Star Trek. Even though I've it's bored me to tears whenever I've seen it. But I really only watched... The first Star yeah. Trek. The Next Generation had... had uh, I just never got into it. What's the guy? I wasn't a real sci-fi person. It had the bald guy who loves... Uh, oh, Dreamy. Patrick Stewart. Patrick's Dreamy. 1992. Uh, a white guy from Canada is in the Guinness Book of World Records twice for having the best-selling reggae single in U.S. history, as well as the highest-charting reggae single in history. Oh, a white guy from Canada. Yeah, do you remember, you'll remember. Oh, I just. Uh, what is it? Who is it? It's the stupidest song ever. What is it? Informa. <gasps> that snow guy. Snow. Yeah. Oh my god. Informa. A licky boom boom down. A licky boom boom down. Informa. Yes, I do remember that song. Now I will say this reminds me. That's of, reggae. That's reggae. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Informa. know. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, rap. It was kind of rap, rapish reggae, but. Now it's time for What Would a Nine-Year-Old Girl Think? Young nine-year-old girl, you've now watched the entire video for in uh, Snow, Informer. Uh, what are your thoughts? It was bad. Really bad. It was really bad. Why? Because, because they were twerking. <laughs> Back in 1992? I can't believe that they were twerking. Do you know what he was say- singing about? It wasn't English. I couldn't understand him, but the pictures say that that um, he was like in prison or something. Yeah. And, uh, Did you think it was a catchy song? Sort of. Do you know what Licky Boom Boom Down means? No, 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 no. It's not English. I don't know what it means. That guy's from Canada. Oh. So pretty bad... Overall, out of five stars, five being the best, best. zero being the worst. How many would you give that? Okay. Zero. Zero. You'll never listen to that again. No, but like, but without the, um, like without the um, music video, I would probably watch it like You'd listen one to other time. Without the video? Yes, like one other time. That was on the radio all the time in 92. I feel bad for you guys. Well, thank you, Audrey. 1992. Hurricane Andrew hit Florida. Yes, I remember that. Destroying a facility housing Burmese pythons, releasing them into the wild. Oh, I didn't know that part. There are now thousands of the non-native snakes. That's not good, honey. No. 1992. Mortal Kombat was the first game to get a mature rating by ESRB, the Entertainment Software Rating Board. Okay. it was the game directly responsible for the creation of the ESRB. Oh, I wonder what was wrong with it. it was just real violent. I think it's bloody. Yeah, okay. they were the first ones that had blood. 
Because still, yeah. the graphics weren't that good. I right, it was probably the little pixelated blood that would yeah. come off. Yeah, and jizz. Probably blood and jizz. <laughs> 1992. Michael Jordan was the ambassador of Nike, but his team was sponsored by Reebok. So oh. his uniform had a Reebok patch on the right shoulder. Jordan carried an American flag on his right shoulder to completely hide the Reebok logo, proclaiming that the American flag cannot deface anything. Oh. Yeah. So he was just, he was a corporate whore for for Nike. The, like, yeah, Air Jordan. It's not like he was being some patriotic, you no. know, idealist. No. He, he was a whore for that, no. for Nike. Right, right. He was not being, you know, right. All right. 1992. In 1992, McDonald's sold a burger called the McJordan that included all of Michael Jordan's hair. <laughs> no. 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 In 1992, McDonald's sold a burger called the McJordan that included all of Michael Jordan's favorite toppings, okay. one of which was barbecue sauce. In 2012, an unopened gallon of 20-year-old McJordan barbecue sauce sold Ew. on eBay for $9,995 no in 2012. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's 20 years later. A 20-year-old bottle of it, though? Why would somebody buy gallon, that? A gallon of it. A gallon of it? Someone has that right now. And they spent almost $10,000 for it. you think they, you think they it? ate it? No. You think it's sitting in a they sports bar? They want to sell it 20 more years, probably. It's in probably. a sports bar on a shelf. Like, this is Jordan. It's got to be in Chicago, right? 1992. In the 1992 Olympic basketball dream team did not call a single timeout the entire Olympic tournament. Oh. That was the thing I was going to say when we were talking about Olympics earlier, and it sucked, and nothing is ever good. Yeah, that was the exception. The only time I ever thought it was cool was like, and I was like, why did we never do this sooner? Go in basketball? We have Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas and Dennis Rodman. Oh, put him on the same team. We have the greatest basketball players in the world. Why are we sending five white guys to go play basketball on our yeah, really? team every year? Like five yeah. idiot white guys that That's don't true. even play college. That's right. And then finally in '92 they did it. They, it was the dream team, and they like dominated I everybody. Bet. Uh, they were really good. I bet it, it would like, be exciting oh. to watch something like that. And then we had like Olympics dream team cups at McDonald's. Oh yeah, all that stuff. You know, that stuff happens. Stuff. Anyway, but that was kind of exciting to see all those guys playing on the same team. It was like an all-star team against. Russia, <laughs> like, like slamming over them and everything. 1992. MTV introduced the real-world reality TV show in 1992. Prior to this, the network was known for running music videos. Yeah, can you imagine that, anybody? Believe it or not, which yeah. is what it fucking should still I fucking know. be. Even MTV2 and MTV3, like, there's one. None of them are videos, I don't think, right? There's one that I guess just plays videos, but it's like MTV7. It's so stupid. Because uh, they have so many stupid shows that idiots watch. People know these shows, these yeah. MTV shows. God. I don't re- I don't know any of them anymore. The Real World. I think it's, it's still, still on. on. I think they're on Real World 78. Yeah. No, but they have like crazy shows now. Like we're Right. Like, People. Oh, what do I want to date? A waffle or a person? Let's yeah. see. Yeah. Here's my date with a waffle. It was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is. 1992. Upper Deck put baseball players with porn star-sounding names at numbers ending in 69. <laughs> what? Dick Schofield at number 269. Heathcliff he, he's Slocum at 569. And Dickie Thon at 769. <laughs> Dickie Thon? Dickie Thon. <laughs> 1992. The cost of a Super Bowl ad in 1992. We, we should go. rename our podcast the, the Cost of a cost Super, of a Super Bowl, Bowl ad. ad. Eight hundred and fifty thousand. It's getting up there. It only went 
up 50 grand in a year. 1992. I'll give you a deep dive. Deep dive. Um, it's a it's a mystery case that I decided to cover, and it's called the Springfield Three. The Springfield Three. And this is Springfield, Missouri. Hey. So it's it's now my f- stomping grounds. This it was the t- uh, high school graduation for um, Suzanne Streeter and Stacy McCall, and they were these two senior girls. They're twins. No, their last the f- names are different, so oh. that would mean that they're not related. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, they're and friends. They're friends, yes, and, and seniors, it was their graduation night. At same age as Andy, my brother. Yes, and so Andy's got a giant head. Um, they, they were there was a school sponsored graduation party, like one of those lock ins, those dry, uh, oh, whatever. After the graduate, but there's still the ceremony at the school. The, yeah, they had the ceremony. Yeah, but that night, instead of doing the school thing, they decided to do a hotel party. Okay, okay. these um, two girls did. Yes, yes, on June sixth, um, nineteen ninety two is when they had. Okay. When they had um, they decided to graduated. go to the hotel. So, so the cool kids probably were going, going to, the to the hotel. Yeah. That's where you get so a they, bathtub full of beer. They just, at first, weren't, weren't going to stay the night at the hotel. And then the next day, there was a big group of kids that were planning on going to a water park. And then they decided they wanted to stay at their friend Janelle's house, who's one of, who was with them. Janelle's one of their friends? Yes. What's they, Janelle's last name? Do we know? They were going to stay. I, Janelle's a bitch. I do. We're going to stay at Janelle's house. Wait a minute. Um, so after Janelle the, Kirby, after the hotel party, they're staying at Janelle's. They're going back. That's to what. Janelle's? Yeah, they're going to spend the night at Janelle's. But Janelle, or is that what they tell their parents? No, that's what they were planning on doing. Okay. But Janelle had all these family over, oh, no. so they decided they didn't want to be cramped and Janelle's staying family. there. So do? at the last minute, they decide to go to Susie Streeter's house to sleep. Now Susie Streeter is one of the one two. of the two, one of the two, one okay. of the three actually, but the two one of the two girls. Um, well, Janelle's got friend. She's got her aunt Mabel over, so because she and she Susie shared Susie Streeter. Susie Streeter shared the house with her mother, okay. uh, Cheryl Levitt. Okay, so Cheryl was, Levitt, she was a Susie single Streeter mom. Had different names, single mom. Gotcha. Okay, so oh um, Cheryl Levitt was forty-seven. She was divorced. She recently bought the house, so mm-hmm. they had just moved in not too long ago. And she was a cosme- cosmetologist. Oh. Um, she'd been at home that night. Cheryl, the mom, was 47. She said, girls, come on over here. Y- yes. Or so, boys, too. No, like it's just party. Susie and Stacy. Oh, just two girls. Come on over. A lot of S's. Now. A lot of S okay. names. And so um, Cheryl had been at home. She had been on the phone with a friend until 11.15 because um, she was she was refinishing a dresser or something, and they were talking. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's like the last thing we know of her. That girl- was the last person to speak to her, was this friend on the phone. Well, okay, while well, the girls were home? No, the girls weren't there yet. They weren't home yet. She Not yet. They the don't girls. get home till 2 a.m. Oh, and so 11 o'clock is the last we hear from Cheryl. Yes, oh, and gosh. all three of these girls have never been... They, the mystery is that they... The three high school girls. Uh, no, the two girls and the mom. Okay, that's the three women. ...have never been seen again since this night. Oh, my God. So the last, the last person to talk to... Mom Cheryl Levitt, the mom, Cheryl was, was a, a friend name. on the phone, and okay. so um, at eleven, they it's in, it's assumed that the two girls made it home around two a.m. They were seen well, no, they were seen at, at two thirty a.m. around Battlefield Road in Springfield, uh-huh. and it's believed that they arrived safely at home because their cars were in the driveway and their belongings were inside the house. Huh. Like, um, so they came in, brought their stuff down. Yeah, the purses, we their clothes, cigarettes, makeup was cigarettes. all there. They were all smokers, I guess. So around uh, eight a.m. the next morning, um, you know, they're the 
the, her friends, they all were going to go to this white water water park together. A so, white water park or a water white park? white water water park? It's called. Okay. It was called that. Their friend Janelle Kirby, the one that they were at first going to stay the night yeah. with, she calls their house about eight. Oh, because she's this ready is, to go the next yeah, morning. It's the next morning. I got this all my family 7th, here, and I can't wait to get out of here on June seventh. Yes. On June seventh, nineteen ninety-two, uh, on TV that night. This was a Sunday night. Yeah. Because um, Saturday night was the night of the graduation. The graduation night. Sunday right. on TV uh, was the, the the NBA Finals, Game 3. Michael Jordan had 26 points against the Portland Trailblazers, and they won 94-84. to 84. Uh, On Fox was True Colors, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, yes. The Simpsons, yep. and Rock. See, the Simpsons were on the with Simpsons. Parker Lewis Can't Lose. At this point, in 92, they were. Oh. Apparently, in 91, they weren't. Okay. But by 92, they I knew they that was part of the Sunday, Sunday night, night. Yeah, lineup. I, mean, I do, too, but... Apparently they weren't always. Oh, okay. So I, I remember that differently too. Yeah. Sixty minutes of murder she wrote were on TV this yes. night. Life goes on. America's funny home videos. But now we're in the morning though. We're not at the night yet. Oh, so but, that's kind of confusing. But later that night, this was this on. This is what was on on the day. Uh, and the top movies at the time were Patriot Games, Sister Act, Alien Three, Far and Away, and Lethal Weapon Three. Uh, the top music was Crisscross Jump was the number one song. Oh, so back somebody make you they jump, were dancing jump. to that that night. Daddy Mac will make you. Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge was yeah. a slow song. In Vogue, My Love and Never Gonna Get Oh, I love In Vogue. That was a big song then. I'll Be There by Mariah Carey, Live Unplugged, which I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and, of course, her mix a lot, Baby Got Back. And, honey, bear with me, but in the wrestling world, okay. ty- Typhoon and Earthquake were two big fat guys, and they were <laughs> in a feud with Money, Inc., Irwin R. Scheister, IRS, oh my God. and Million Dollar Man. It's um, such a soap opera for dudes. Well, very sadly, though, the big boss man was savagely attacked. The big boss by man, who? Big boss man was a, a prison guard. Yeah. Uh, he was savagely attacked by an ex-convict named Nails. <laughs> and It's uh, so dumb. To quote Gorilla Monsoon, in 30 years, never have I seen anyone take a beating like that. Nails really took the wood to the boss man, possibly terminating his career. Oh, that's so sad. But it's he, broken up by that. But he didn't. And remember what I told you last last year's episode? Sergeant Slaughter was fighting for the Iraqis, and Hulk Hogan defeated him by ripping an Iraqi Yes, fight. yes. Well, Sergeant Slaughter in 1992 was back to a U.S. guy, oh, wave, waving okay. a flag and fighting a Canadian guy. Um, a Canadian guy. Yeah, the Mountie. He, oh, my God. Mountie. And the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, was feuding with Brett the Hitman Hart, and they were fighting for the Intercontinental Jeez. Championship. One of the greatest quotes in American history. Yes. Was, was from 19- a wrestler. It was in 1992. <clears throat> and you tell me if you think it's a wrestler, but I'm going to read this quote. Okay. And you're going to be mesmerized. But the All great, right. Here's the quote. You tell me. Okay, I'm okay? Hamilton. Oh, yeah, Ric Flair. I'm going <laughs> to rock you. Yeah, because I'm bad to the bone. Oh, yeah. Understand the fact that I'm the World Wrestling Federation you gotta champion. You got to say it in the voice. You got to do the voice. And you're not, Mr. Perfect. Tell Ric Flair what I just said because he's not listening, obviously. Because... Now, was Mr. Perfect the, the manager or the little guy with the microphone, the little nerdy guy? No, Mr. Perfect was a wrestler. Oh, okay. He hurt his back, so he's a manager now at this point. Oh, okay. He... Because I'm telling you right now that I'm going to beat you some way by hook or by crook. Am I saying I'm going to hurt you? Well, possibly, right. maybe, yeah. So, Read between the lines. I don't like you, Ric Flair. And you think that you are so this cool. Is, this is really not but necessary. But you're not. No, you're not. Uh-huh. Too hot to handle and too cold right. to hold. Anybody listen listening to will have turned this too off cold by to hold. Listen to the rest. I am living on the edge, yeah. 
Ric Flair, you shouldn't even come knocking on my door because nobody's home. I'm the type of person that's going to survive no matter what happens. Yeah. And when the smoke clears and when the people are leaving the building, they're all going to be whispering to each other that the World Wrestling Federation champion is still the macho man. Randy Savage, bad to the bone. It was all talking. I am. Mr. Perfect, understand that Bobby the Brain Heenan and all the Nature Boy fans can't stop this from happening. Ric Flair, I'm pointing my finger at you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. All right. I can't believe you said that whole thing. You shouldn't have interrupted because that was art. No. He made all that up on the spot. Oh, my God. Kill me. So, the next morning, yeah. Janelle Kirby, they're her friend. It's June 7th. Calls about 8 a.m., and there's no answer. So, um, she, they, her and her boyfriend decide to go over there around 9 mm-hmm. to see if the girls had left without them. They thought maybe they had oh, gone they went ahead. to the water park already. To the water park, yeah. Um, as they approached the house, they could see that the porch light was broken. Now, uh-huh. the bulb wasn't broken. It was just the casing. Okay. And it was broken on the, the porch. There was glass And the so there was. And so um, Signs of one of the, well, the um, boyfriend decided to clean it up. Mitch? Mike. Was his name Mitch? Mike. It was Mike. God, Mike. He decided to clean up the glass. Yeah. Just being nice. Right. Uh, not nice realizing guy. that they were contaminating a crime scene. Oh, by, he by fucked doing up. That. Stupid Mike. Um, Idiot. So... Then they realized the door's unlocked. The front door was unlocked. Wide and that, open. You don't do that in Missouri. And uh, Janelle, that made her, them kind of think, well, well, something might be wrong. Oh, no. So then they went in the house, and then they noticed that everything was fine. There was no sign of a struggle. Right. Um, the cars were all in the driveway, yeah. all three cars. But Susie, Stacy, and Sherelle were nowhere to be found. They weren't there. Right. They just weren't Nobody there. home. The other thing, Must be at the, the dog, they had a dog, Cinnamon. Cinnamon. And the that dog was, was yeah, I know. And the dog was very upset. It lo- seemed like it was very upset. And then the TV was turned to a, like a the snow dog, channel. The dog seemed distraught. Seemed agitated. Let's, can we just say that Cinnamon is a stupid name yes, for a dog? Yes, it is a very stupid name Come for a dog. Come on. Come on. Think of something better. Come on. Yes. But the TV was on, but it was turned to one of those snow yeah, so like it was static, not right to the right and, channel, and and so but something was disconnected. The cable was disconnected. Something, something is wrong, or yeah. or you know, it, this was the snow on the TV. The dog's upset. You have to turn it to porch. a snow. Like you remember, there's yeah. like five channels. Yeah, and you have to turn the dial. You have to turn it wrong, and you have to turn it onto a wrong thing for it to be yeah. snow because there's only or the snow cable's in the middle be of the disconnected. night. But they probably didn't have cable. They might have. Yeah, I guess they could have. Their purses were there. Oh, and uh, Cheryl's had eight hundred dollars cash in it too, and it was there. It was all there. Everything was there. Their cigarettes were there, and I guess I guess Cheryl, the mom, was a pretty heavy smoker. Were there car keys there? Car keys were there. Everything was there. Everything was there, and the beds appeared to be slept in. Now they don't know if maybe they just had never people like like we are sometimes that don't always make the bed. Hey, Maybe that was what it was. Air but our dirty laundry. Well, it's it's ridiculous. I ask we you always, one thing. I ask you to do one fucking bed. thing around here. You make the me, bed. And, wait, and you one refuse. Thing, you one thing. Openly refuse. You ask me to do 25. All right. Do the dishes. Do the laundry. All right, so. Make the bed. Wash my feet. All right. So what do we have so far? We have okay, porch here's light what broken. I, here, wait. You're the one who's droning on and on. So here's, I'll All tell right, you what you I've understood. Okay. Macho man. No, stop it. There's broken glass on the porch that Mike screwed up, the fucking idiot, and yep. cleaned up uh, because he just thought it was a mistake. But their cars are there, their keys are there, their purses are there, Yes, their beds look slept in, everything must be fine. There's snow on the TV and the dog's upset. So something That's just right. happened. Is the dog still upset? Because we all know dogs, dogs are fucking stupid. Forget and, things. And they forget things. In a blink of an eye. So something must have just happened. That's smart, sweetheart. 
Um, I know dogs. I'm yeah, my dog. You do know dogs. But this dog right here is a fucking idiot. It's I go true. get the mail. It's true. She thinks I've been gone for 25 years. So just before Janelle and her boyfriend are, are getting ready to leave, the phone rings, and Janelle answers it. The caller didn't identify himself, but he was like he was an obscene phone caller. So he started somebody making... Somebody called the house? Though. Somebody called the house. Landline. Landline house. No it rang. Phones. She went over and answered it, Janelle and it was, says, a, it was an obscene phone caller. Oh. And he was making all this sexual stuff, so she hung up. Could be unrelated. And then he calls again immediately, and oh. she hangs up again. Now I don't think it's unrelated. So her and her boyfriend leave, but that's just weird that that happened, it you know, weird. on that same day. Now where do they go? Do they go to the water park? They probably did. They probably just left and decided. They, they don't. They, they don't notify authorities or anything. No, because they assumed. They oh, assume. Well, a, I guess they're gone. That's a crazy. Dog and they're teenagers. They, idiots left their TV on, and teenagers yeah. ain't smart. So the next visitor was Stacy's mom. Talking to you, Jenny Schwartz. Well, Jen, uh, Janice McCall, Stacy's mom, was the next visitor. So this is one of the two missing girls' mom. The other one. The other missing girl's mom. Okay, the girl's mom. Stacy. Stacy's mom, Janice McCall, was the Janice next visitor. Janice McCall shows up because she's like, "Where's my daughter? She what de- time is it?" She decided to call on her daughter in person since she hadn't heard from her since the night before. Oh, um, so it was. She's probably mad too. Like, why didn't you? Call? Right. She thinks she's going to see her daughter and yell at her. Yeah. So this is almost you know twelve hours later that she, since she's seen her daughter. So yeah, twelve hours. She so she goes in. She sees the doors unlocked, and she goes into the house. Okay. Um, she inspects the home. She finds that her daughter's underwear and T-shirt were missing, but the rest of the clothes were neatly folded by her. Oh. So it wasn't All just her thrown. Stuff was there, but Everything she is left. there. The only things of items of her clothes that were missing was underwear and a T-shirt. So she, now, it was like she was sleeping. Yeah, but somebody took on. her. Does the mom really know every single thing she packed? Well, she knew, she saw she probably saw her the night before and knew what she was wearing, so well, she knew and that. She probably packed her bag for her. And she probably saw another outfit. Assume that would be for that day. Yeah. But she was probably looking, and, and I'm sure the police probably interviewed her too about what she would have maybe brought with her. There was evidence in the bathroom to suggest the girls had taken off their makeup the night before too. Oh, that makeup. Residue. So, and then Janice also noted the purses of all three women were lined up outside Susie's room, which she found what found was odd. So they were yeah, just like they wouldn't be lined all up. three purses lined up Nobody right outside up Susie's purses. room, which yeah, which is weird. Right. And the television she saw on just like it was before, and um, they didn't. The other kids hadn't turned it off, so yeah. it was on. Then she said she saw a voicemail on the machine. The yeah, machine was blinking. This is back in the day. Uh, younger listeners, there was a thing <laughs> called answering machines. Right, and it would blink red. We didn't all had have a phones in our pockets. We couldn't be reached at all times. There would be an answering machine at your house with a light, and that's how you'd know somebody called yes. you. So it's blinking, yeah. and she goes over and pushes it. Which yeah, she wants to hear it. She wants. To, she doesn't know what's happened, and so she just you know. So um, she and? and there were several messages on there. Some were from friends, but then there was one from this obscene phone call yeah, obscene guy phone again. Callers back. Yes, I'm thinking this is the suspect. And so she um, somehow accidentally deletes all the messages. Oh, God. Yeah. Between her and Mike. Yeah, I know. Jeez, I know it. So she uses their landline and calls the police. That's that's when the police start to get involved. Oh, okay. Here now this is more than sixteen hours more after the women were last seen. Sixteen hours. So Stacy's parents finally contact the police. Oh. Which this is this is now late Sunday night. Late Sunday night. That's all. So you know. that's this is when murder hours, she wrote. Yeah. Way after murder she wrote was on. Yeah. So 
um, because of this, there had been a lot of friends and family members that had visited minutes. the house before the police had a chance to even investigate. Everybody screwed up the scene. Yeah, the crime scene was completely contaminated. Um, police asked Janice. And now we're at after the Bulls game is over. Yes, and police asked uh, the mom for dental records for her daughter just in case, which that's got to be the one of the worst things to hear as a parent uh. when you say your daughter's missing. Um, they end up going there the following day, and then um, by that time, as many as 10 people had visited the scene. Oh, no. So Stacy's mother said all of her clothes were there except the T-shirt and the pair of underwear, and there was evidence when they went to bed. So basically, the time frame that we have yes. is 2 a.m. That was 2.30 a.m. was the last time they were seen uh, driving to 8 a.m. when saw the phone drive, calls. The yes. So between the 2.30 a.m. and then the 8 a.m. when the phone, phone call, call from the heavy something happened, and we don't know what. Um, once their disappearance this was This is made, gripping. Don't you love us? Once the, their disappearance was made public, this was a little while, a couple weeks later, and they hadn't, um, they didn't, publicize it until and so this woman comes forward oh. and says she's she's just this woman that um is a nearby area woman yeah she an said she woman. saw Susie crying in she was driving an old greenish van around 6 a.m the day of their disappearance and she was crying and so she like wait, backed wait, 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 up wait 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 what the woman was driving a green van the girl the 16 year old girl or the Who? the Susie one of the graduates, one of the is high school girls. Is she the daughter? The daughter. Of the one who's missing? She's one of the missing girls. Which one? I the one whose mom, yeah, she's the daughter of the, she's the daughter of the one who's missing. She's the, yeah, the one who Susie lives Streeter. in the house. Yes. Susie Streeter. Lived in that house. So. Wait, she, say this again. This woman comes forward this and she says, says she saw Susie. She saw Susie Streeter driving this old greenish van and it's like, then she pulled when, in. When did she see her? About 6 a.m. That, that th day. The morning she was missing. Yes. And that she said she saw her pull into this nearby driveway. And she heard a male voice say, back out slowly and don't do anything stupid. Oh, and She's in a van. Right? Yes. And so I don't know why it took her two weeks to report this. She couldn't see a man, but she heard a man's voice she say that. She heard a dude's voice. Now, the police were so thin on evidence yeah. That they made a replica of this van and they put it in front of the Springfield Police Department to see if anybody recognized it. Um, a paper boy did say he had seen a similar van, and there was a lot of other tips that came in because of that, because of them doing that, but nothing ever really materialized. Now, vans to me are all creepy, Every especially van. a dark, old, dark green van. Well, when you say dark green van, my uncle Terry. Oh boy! Who you're very familiar Did with? Did you take a shit in that? Because you seem to have taken a shit in everything at Terry's. No, I took a shit in the garage and Terry shoveled it. Other than that, Terry had a green van. Terry might be a suspect. Terry no, no, Sandwich. he might be. No, I, we're getting into this. We're getting ready to get to the sub suspects because there's no short. No, but here's, there's no here's shortage was, of total creepers. Here's in what this. I was trying to get to. Do you think vans are? Va is there any instance where vans aren't creepy? That's a minivan. Minivans are fine. I think all vans are creepy. No, you're, I think cargo vans are creepy. So, I, let's get to the suspects. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, there's a suspect. There's different ones. There, I like I said, this. there's no shortage I say, of total I, I will, creepers I'm in this going story. to admit right now that you did a great job with this. Oh, you like this one? The number one, I didn't know about it. It's not famous. And, and it's two, interesting. You kept it from me good enough. And number three, I can't wait. I'm gripped. You're gripped? Good. Okay. Good. I'm at the edge of my seat. Good. Good, good. My balls hurt from being on that. So the first suspect yeah. was Cheryl's son, Bart Streeter. So this is 
Susie Streeter's brother. She's got a son. Yes. You didn't tell me about this, dude. Yes. So, Bart. Bart. Streeter. At, with two with two T's. Bart with two T's. Yeah, Bart. B-A-R-T-T. Yes. <laughs> um, stop right now. He He's did it. it. He did it. He did it. Um, okay, so he had a little bit of a drinking problem. He did Isn't it. Isn't that special? And since we're in the 90s, I'll say that. He and um, he had previously fought with his mother and sister about his drinking problems. Um, there was one point where Susie actually moved in with him, but that didn't work out. They had a falling out, and she moved back in with her mom. That was not um, good. But he did live on his own. But he gave the um, authorities an alibi. Neighbors corroborated that he was home all night. Okay. So he was ruled out as a, as a suspect quickly. Those fucking neighbors. Again. So another th- an- another suspect was Susie's ex-boyfriend, Dustin Recklaw. Now, uh, Dustin and his friend, Michael Clay, were already on the old authorities' radar. Is Michael is that the same Michael that cleaned the glass? No, this is a different dude. And because they had been caught uh, going into cemeteries, into mausoleums. You know, those are the above-the-ground graves. Yeah. And they were stealing... Um, Skulls and and bones and stealing the gold teeth out of the skulls and trying to pawn them and stealing gold from Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, stealing gold from Sammy Davis Jr.'s ass. <laughs> no, they were charged with institutional vandalism for selling gold teeth they stole from corpses. So well, I'd say that's a pretty good suspect right there too. And and Clay, the um, the bro- the friend had also reportedly said he wished all three of those women were dead. Well, so the police could also not confirm their alibi. They said they were at a rock concert, but I'm thinking that's not an alibi because the girls didn't get home till two thirty in the morning. Rock concerts are over. Yes, ding ding a ding a ding. So, but there's been there's been no evidence that links them to the crime, but neither man has been ruled out right now as a suspect. Uh, The one who fucking said they wanted him dead, yeah, that dude did it. But there's no evidence. But so, Bart, but Bart with three T's. And that's also hearsay. I can see the court case right now. Um, this guy said he wanted them all dead. Yes, yes, Your Honor, but Bart with three T's. He's, <laughs> two T's. <laughs> two T's. Susie had given a statement to police implicating the boys for stealing the corpses and selling them. So Susie testified against. Oh, well, there Not you testified. Go. She gave a, a, a police statement that implicated them. So, yeah, um, but, but Dustin and Michael cooperated with the police. They're still considered suspects, though, to this day. The next suspect, his name was Stephen Eugene Garrison. Stephen Eugene Garrison. He comes to police, and he tells them that that a friend at a party confessed to him during a drunken party, that the friend confessed to murdering these three women. A friend confessed to Steve Garrison? To, To Steve Eugene Garrison. And he knew information that was unknown to the public. They they searched two sites where he said that they'd find their bodies, and they said they'd find a, a moss green van about 12 miles from the site. You the, didn't say moss green before. Well, dark green. The property that they searched was this was coincidentally the same site that law enforcement searched in 1990 for two missing people, which was owned by this man who pled guilty to two counts of second-degree murder. Two other missing people. And a gag order was placed on the search. They didn't want to talk about the items found at the site. The police never said what they found. Um, so, and also, Garrison was serving 40 years for kidnapping, raping, and terrorizing a Springfield college student. So he was already in jail when he confessed to this. That somebody told him. That about somebody this. told him about it at a party. What kind of party? I don't know. And in '93, police tracked Garrison's movements once they 
put him on the radar as a suspect. He later pled guilty to two counts of second-degree murder and um, served 40 years for kidnapping, raping, and terrorizing a Springfield College student. All right, so the next guy is Gerald Carnahan. There's a lot of dirt balls in Springfield, Missouri, apparently, well, during this time. Well, all of Missouri is filled with basically yeah. scum. So Anybody who's ever lived you're in getting, Missouri. We're getting a lot of fans um, hey, from you saying hey, that. Hey, hey, Missouri, Missourians, anybody who lives in Missouri is a piece of shit. All right. Gerald Carnahan was convicted of first-degree murder and rape in 2010 for that happened in 1985. Okay. Within a week of the murder, they looked at him. They looked at him at the time in 92. But not until 2007 did DNA prove that it was him, that this rape, murder and rape was him. A murder and rape from 85. From 85. When Hulk Hogan won the, the belt from Iron Sheik. In 1993 to 94, he served time for burglary, attempted kidnapping, attempting to abduct an 18-year-old in 95. And he was living in the area at the time, but there was no other evidence that points to him. All right. And then Larry Dwayne Hall lived with his twin in Missouri. He was one of those Civil War reenactors. Oh, God, Civil War reenactors. I went, to, I went to college with one. You went to college with a Civil War reenactor? Yep. He was roommates with one of the theater guys, and it was ridiculous. There was a theater There's guy who lived with a Civil War. a little War bit wrong with the Civil War reenactors. If you are a Civil... I'm sorry, if you were a Civil War reenactor and you listen to our podcast, thank you for listening. But what's <laughs> your deal, dude? Email me at historyforjerks at gmail.com. So he... Um, he had a he he owned a green van. He traveled all over the country doing reenactments, and he ended he later was murdered. He, he later murdered a fifteen year old and was suspected in in many abductions, disappearances, and murders. Maybe this guy up did. to thirty to forty of them. He confessed yeah. once they um he did it once they what brought him in for questioning to the fifteen year old. He confessed to all these other murders, and, and then he stopped. One, and then he stopped talking. Oh, and then they couldn't get him to talk again. And so they couldn't get it, they couldn't get it admitted, admitted into court. Um, so those guys, and now we're going to the creme de la creme. We're getting creme to the last la one. Finally, this lead comes to light in the form of Robert Craig Cox. Robert Craig Cox. Yes. So uh, he was a train. He was a trained army ranger, and he had been arrested and convicted in Florida for the murder of Sharon Zellers. This is. Okay. Here's, but, the, here's the sad thing. There's so many suspects. Yeah. We don't know who did this because there's so many gross yep. creeps in the area yep. that it could be any of these gross, disgusting weirdos in Missouri. So he he was back in 1985. Who different? 1985 when Hulk Hogan won the WWF championship from could Iron be. Sheik. 85. Hulk Hogan. Two Iron different Sheik. abduction attempts and served nine years in prison. Then he was let out. Then okay. he. Um, was convicted for the murder of Sharon Zellers. He that the judge then overturned the conviction, right? And determined because Sharon that the Zellers evidence, deserved it. Well, the evidence only gave suspicion of guilt rather than the proof of guilt. And he was paroled in 1992 and sent to live with his parents in Springfield, Missouri, putting him in the your, right place at the right time. Maybe if you go live with your parents in Missouri, everything will be fine, and they'll well, make he's. You better. He worked in a, as an electrician, which many people speculate would be an excellent ruse to enter a home. Although electricians make some good money. And police also discovered that Cox had previously worked with Stacy's father at his car lot. Oh, shit. Cox's girlfriend yeah, at the him. time 
corroborated his alibi. But years later, however, she recanted her statement. She claimed Cox told her to lie if cop- cops ever asked her where they were that June weekend. And she did because she was afraid and of them. three years later, after this uh, incident, he was arrested for assaulting a 12-year-old. Well, there's some 12-year-olds who deserve to be assaulted. Now, when he was in jail, he, to- he toyed with police a little bit. He said he knew the wi- that the women were dead, the three, the Springfield three women were dead. But and he they, said, and furthermore, he knew where they were buried. Uh-huh. Um, and he was a notorious attention seeker, though. So did, the th- did they find them where he said they were? Well, listen, they were unsure whether or not Cox was just lying about his involvement to keep him in the li- himself in the limelight. Um, while he was the most promising suspect, they have no concrete evidence to convict him. And so eventually the case goes cold. Um, oh, cold case file. Investing the case has led to nothing but dead ends and frustration. Theories about what happened the to the women that night range from satanic cult activity to human trafficking, which, God, I hope I would I would rather be dead than be a human traffic. Yes. Involved in that. Several tips led police to investigate the South Park. Oh, okay, so. South Park? South, the South Parking Garage at the Cox Hospital, which no relation to Robert Cox. It's just called Cox Hospital. It's a hospital. It was under construction when the three women disappeared. Yes. A local reporter hired Rick Norland, who was a mechanical engineer who specializes in ground-penetrating radar. Oh, Rick Norland, y'all. To scan the parking lot. Yeah, scan it, brother. And there was one small area of the parking lot that had three anomalies. And the anomalies, Norland said the anomalies were similar to what he'd see in a graveyard. So he's scanning the, and remember, it was under construction. Right. I feel like I sound like a dipshit with this stuffy nose. You do. He's scanning the graveyard. And yep. he stops at these three anomalies to similar to what he would find in a graveyard. Yeah, anomaly. You're not getting what I'm saying. Anomalies. But the police refused to have a core sample taken from the concrete. Because because they because they refuse, I guess. People have there's been people that have offered to pay to have the core samples taken, and the hospital has said no. There's been 5,000 tips over the years. The case remains unsolved. In 1997, the police declared the three women legally dead. Still, the case has not yet been closed. So any information that anyone out there has is still welcomed by the police. Welcome, but even though I ain't going to do nothing about it. And I got a lot of my information from thelineup.com. Thelineup.com. Also, there's a fantastic podcast called True Crime Garage that... Listen um, to True Crime Garage. That I got a lot of. They go way deep diving into some of these cases, and, and I got a lot please. from them as well. And they're really cool. And please uh, sponsor our podcast. Only $10,000 a month, and you can. So, what do you name. think happened? Uh, I think they're in that garage. I want to know about this Cox Hospital, and can we look in the. But south? what do you think happened? Oh, well, I think that fucking dude did it. Which, which one? The dude who knew where they were. Who knows that they're buried in that garage? The engineer, dude. the mechanical engineer that saw the anomalies. No, the last guy you said. Oh, that said Cox, he knew Robert where it was. Craig Cox. Cox. He old. said he wouldn't confess until, or he wouldn't say where they were until his mother dies. Is what it, the last is thing he said. His mother still alive? Yes. What's her name? Something Cox. I don't know. Let's uh, take care of business. But no, uh, well, I don't want to kill anybody. No, but I think he did it because he knows they're in that garage. But is that Cox Hospital still a thing? Yeah. Let's go visit it. We have an obligation as a podcasting family <laughs> to go visit So you that. think he, what do you think? He, so they got there at 2.30 a.m. They got, 
it's evident to me if the only thing missing was t-shirt and underpants that they were already had gone to bed. Yeah, I think this dude. Do so you think saw he these... snuck in the yeah, the he... house and in the middle of the night? Whatever it was, he saw these girls. They were drunk. They came but home there was, drunk. But the mom wasn't drunk. No, but she was asleep. There was no signs of mom, a struggle, which is the weird mom thing. Mom was asleep. She was 43, and she was a cosmetologist. No sign of forced entry either. They work either. hard. Cosmetologists, shout out to cosmetologists. Hey, they work hard. But listen. She was asleep. Listen. No, listen to me. She was asleep, and the girls came home drunk, and he saw the girls. That's how he came to the house. He followed yeah. them. Wherever they were partying it up at a hotel, he's probably some creep at a hotel, followed them home. Remember, he knew the dad. He worked at the car dealership. Okay. So maybe he knew the girls were going to stay there. probably saw him. Probably saw him somewhere. Saw him at the car dealership and was like, oh, say. Yeah, hot chick, say. So anyway, whatever it is, he followed him home, saw him somewhere, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Knew that it was just going to be women and no men in the house. So he wouldn't have it a fight. But how did he abduct all three of them without a sign of a struggle in their house? That's the weird part to me. He's got a gun. Everything was so neat. All he needs is a gun. Yeah. You walk in at 7 in the morning. Boom. You see, you think it was in the morning, in the broad daylight like that? No neighbor saw anything? Somebody did. Remember, they said they, six, they saw the six van. Six in the morning, they saw it. They saw her in the van and him telling her whatever. Now, it's interesting. The guy that, the other guy, the one that was the Civil War reenactor, yeah. he had actually, it'd be interesting to look up other things about him yeah. because he is, he's got a twin brother. Oh, anybody who has a twin is here's here's gonna be Here's going to be your favorite. It's Larry and Gary. Larry and Gary, y'all. Yeah, he's got a twin brother, and um, I know I knew twins named Larry and Gary. Well, and he goes all over the country, and when he um, murdered that fifteen-year-old, he like burst into tears and he started confessing to all of these murders, and like police really think that he might be a serial killer that was out for a long time going around because it's so hard to catch a serial killer if they're transient like that you know so um it'd be interesting even if he didn't do it it'd be interesting to see maybe all of these if they've pinned any crimes on him since then because according to him it was like 30 and 40 different times what if this is the only case where all these suspects all accidentally worked together and murdered all these people like oh whoops you just got attacked by Five different serial killers that don't know each other, but they all and they work all live together. in tiny Springfield, they Missouri. In this tiny town. They all work together to murder all of you, and yeah, they could be, and they just enjoyed each other. But I thought that was a good case. I thought it was fascinating. That's a good one. I never heard of it, yep. and I still don't know what happened. If you're listening and you have an opinion, uh, tweet us at History for Jerks. Uh, that's a Twitter. That's our Twitter handle. Oh, it is. Um, or uh, you can go to historyforjerks.com, leave a comment. Let us know what you think happened. Yep. Uh, do you have a lead? Are you out there listening to this and you know what happened? Right. Are you the murderer? Confess at historyforjerks.com. That's right. It's or, the best place to confess. Or tweet us at historyforjerks. Or uh, follow us on Stitcher and review us. And in your review, tell us that you did it. And give us five stars. And, yeah, also give us five stars. Also, just, you know, send us money. We'll like, do you, know, yeah, gonna, gonna do it. you know, a, a cool 10 grand would be fine. All right, we'll let's wind it. this up. Yep, and uh, thank you for listening to 1992. That was 1992. 1992. I hope, 1992. I hope you enjoyed uh, this. Uh, 1992 was, but that was the year Ric Flair was really, Macho Man was really after Ric Flair. So. All right, we already heard we had plenty of that. Fuck you. Thank you for so listening. So 1992, get out of here, Chuck Berry. Get out of here, Chuck Berry.
Matt Truman, sing it, baby. <laughs> 